Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode 19 of Be With Me. We're studying... No, we're not studying it. We're just standing in amazement at the birth of Christ. And here's the hilarious thing today is uh, we're going to talk about the virgin birth and how important the virgin birth is. Well, we're reading the same scripture as we read yesterday, but the thought today is the virgin birth is like the fourth most miraculous thing that happens in this passage. So I'm going to read the, the passage again, but just see, I, I ranked these miracles and uh, virgin birth came out fourth. There's three things that are ahead of it. See if you can find them uh, in the same passage. This is from uh, Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. So there's a miracle there. I grant you, there's a miracle. Virgin virgin conception. 19. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to the shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered this, these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. So again, mentioning miracle, virgin miracle. Verse 21, she will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded. He took his wife, but he knew her not until she had given birth to a son. And he called his name Jesus. So here we go. Now, I grant you, the, the virgin birth is miraculous, but it's almost like this passage is saying, Ha! That's nothing. This is some people's um, uh, argument against Christianity is like, you guys are a bunch of ninnies. You believe in the, in the virgin birth. It is true. We are ninnies and we do believe in the virgin birth. But the, in, in, in this passage, there's three things that I think rank higher than the virgin birth. Here we go. Number one, that God came down. That, I think, is the most miraculous thing here. So we've been looking in a parallel passage in Luke, and all three of the major players, they comment about this, that God has visited. Most recently, we did Zechariah after he became less d uh, mute and dumb than he was before, speechless and deaf, excuse me. Uh, in Luke 1, 68 and 78, He's, he just marvels at the Lord, that the Lord has visited us. And verse 78, I like that especially, that he visits us like the sunrise, S-U-N, like the sun coming up uh, on the dark or darkness. So that's how amazing the visitation is. And the angel mentions it uh, in Luke 1.13 to Zechariah when he's in the temple nine months before that. And he says, your prayer has been heard. So who, what kind of a God do we have that hears prayers and that visits us? And then uh, Luke 1.35, uh, 
Mary mentions it, that the power of the Most High will overshadow me. In other words, that the, that the Lord has come to me in, in this way. The Lord has visited me and, and got me pregnant. She stands in amazement with, that God comes down in this way. And then uh, Zechariah's wife, Elizabeth, when Mary goes to visit her, she says, Who am I that the Lord and the mother, that the Lord, who's in her belly at the time, and the mother of my Lord, uh, comes to me or visits me. So everybody is amazed that God has come down. I think that's the biggest miracle in the in the passage. The second biggest miracle I think in the passage is that he saves his people from their sins. Now, of course, he's without visitation uh there's no saving. So he found it necessary in this design of rescue that he needed to come down put on uh, personhood, put on manhood, Emmanuel, uh, dwell with us, be with us, and then save us. So no Emmanueling, no saving. I think that's the second greatest miracle in this passage. The third greatest miracle in this passage, I think, is this angel thing. So uh, in Daniel, it talks about uh, Gabriel coming down with swift flight. Well, well, the reason there had to be a flight is he has to change locations from the presence of God to the presence of us people. Complicating the matter, he goes to visit Joseph in the nighttime while he is sleeping and has to sort of barge into his dreams. That's impossible, ladies and gentlemen, uh, which is the whole point. And the that he brings a message from the throne room, from God himself. He brings a message from another world, if you will, another reality, and he takes it uh, and he brings it into Joseph's life. And I think that's the third greatest miracle. So I don't mean to undermine the changing of an X chromosome embedded cell uh, ova inside Mary and working with that, or maybe God just planting Jesus. I, I'm not sure of the specifics out of it, but as I see it, that's more believable that then that God came down and that God saves people from their sins, that he fixes the sin problem, the biggest problem that we have on the planet, maybe tied with with the, with the death problem. He fixes that too, by the way. That's not mentioned in the passage. And then thirdly, that, that a heavenly creature can come down with swift flight into a dream, communicate something with a resolved, considerate man, Joseph, who's already thought this through, and change his mind. So virgin birth is the third most miraculous thing. It's almost like, ha, that's nothing. I got bigger stuff than that in this passage. Anyway, I just got a big kick out of that. And I thank the Lord for coming down with a virgin birth. I'm not undermining it. I'm just saying there's some big stuff in this passage as well. I thank you for listening. I'll see you tomorrow.